Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, that is right. I finally changed my username on TikTok to match Instagram, which I'm not sure why I didn't do that sooner. But anyways, anyways, if you don't know, Vixos is my Nintendo gaming tag for Animal Crossing. So that was where that came from. But I am now Vic in the Meadow across all platforms. Anywho, today, as you can tell from the title, we are talking about how to romanticize your life and what I personally do to make a slow life seem meaningful and have value and purpose and just happiness in a world of capitalism where so many people are chasing the next thing, the next vacation, all of which things cost money. So I'm going to talk about ways that I, in everyday life, romanticize my life. But first, you know how it is now. If you're caught up and you've been listening, I like to do a little chatty chat at the beginning of episodes, catch up in my personal life, what's new, what's happening. Some weeks there's not much going on. Today, I have a few things that I want to chat about. This morning was a big morning for me. In fact, this week is a big week for me. In the world of appointments, that is, because today I went to the dentist. And not just went to the dentist, but I went to a new dentist. I had had the same dentist and dental office that I've been going to since I was a kid in my hometown. And I would still drive the 40 minute drive to go there even in adulthood now that I don't live in that town anymore. Because I love the dentist. I love the hygienist, the reception staff, everybody. No one really cares about this. But anyways, they had a complete staff turnover due to some internal issues. And I did not like the new dentist. I was not hearing good things about him. And I saw in my calendar I was due for a cleaning this fall. And I said, you know what? My mama always taught me teeth are so important. You get one set and that is it. Lord knows I cannot afford veneers or dentures. So I asked around someone I know used to work at an office one block from my house in the neighborhood that I'm in. How convenient is that? Anyways, booked it, went today for my initial appointment, which I was so anxious about just because new places, new people. I was like, what is the parking situation like? Trying to look it up on Google Maps. And I survived and it went well. I did experience that thing where, I don't know if other people with anxiety get this, where when you're really anxious, I am kind of like in my own world. So when I went back, the dental assistant had a little cup and there was a bottle of like some kind of rinse beside it. And she was like, 
just rinse for 30 seconds and spit. And in my head, like, I didn't hear the first part that she had already poured it in the cup. And I start opening their bottle to pour it myself. And she's like, no, no, it's already in the cup. It's just clear. I was like, oh, sorry, I can't hear you over all my anxiety. But I laughed it off. I survived. And it was okay. To the exciting thing that I want to get to is that afterwards I decided I needed a little reward because I am like a dog. I need positive reinforcement to teach myself and train my brain that scary things can be okay and nothing detrimental happened and here I am. Especially because this Friday I have a pap smear, which I'm fine with pap smears themselves. I know some people find them quite painful. I get a little cramping, a little bleeding after. I'm usually quite fine. It's that my doctor's office is in the hospital in my hometown. And I don't like walking past emergency departments because I have medical trauma and anxiety. Anyways, I will be getting myself a sweetie little treat if I manage to make it to my appointment Friday for that. But today I decided to go to my favorite little Eastern European deli in town and it's owned by a Ukrainian family. If you don't know, my family is Ukrainian. And they have just all the nostalgic things in there that just remind me of home and growing up and Christmas dinners at my grandparents. So I went in there and Spent about 30 bucks, got myself some sweetie treaties. If you have never looked into, if you have like an Eastern European deli or store in your town or area, look into it. I know you might not be able to read the labels on a lot of things, but if if you do, message me. I'll recommend some stuff to you. But anyhow, I got some of my favorite little candies. If you're Eastern European, you probably know, but in Eastern European countries, these little candies, I think here in North America, it's kind of like grandma candies, the individually wrapped Candies, you know what I'm talking about? Wildly popular in Eastern Europe. And they're so delicious is the thing. So I got a couple of my favorites. One's like a toffee with a soft center. And there's this one by the company Roshan and it's called Crab, which I'm not sure why. There's no crab in it, I promise. But it's like a crunchy outside and inside is like chocolate and peanuts and oh, so good. I always treat myself to some of those, which just like really exciting. Anyone else that is a person whose family came from somewhere else, you know the comforting feeling of food and just how much food in general can be so grounding or whether you are from here and just, you know, family recipes, but being able to find things that are hard to find that remind you of your childhood really is just like a warm hug. I got those. I got some pickled mushrooms. They had kvass, which if you've never had kvass, it's, I don't want to say like a non-alcoholic beer. It's, there's no alcohol in it. It's like a soda, but it's like fermented in grain. I don't, it's kind of like beer meets root beer in beverage. Don't know how to explain it, but found some Ukrainian kvass cans there. Very, very exciting. Oh my gosh. And then I found I'm going to be posting this on my Instagram stories, which if you're listening now, that was probably a week ago. Anyhow, an apple soda that's from Ukraine that's so good. And I've tried other apple sodas in Canada. None compare. Anyways, I don't need to give you the whole nine yards of everything I got. Just explore your local Eastern European stores. Try the weird pickled things that you've never heard of. Try the candies that look like grandma candies. Experiment with some fun drinks. Oh my gosh. If they have pierogies, try dessert pierogies. I know that North Americans are familiar with pierogies with, you know, cheese, onion, bacon in them, although y'all cook them like heathens. Meant to be like a dumpling, not fried to the gods, but anyhow, they're called vreniki in Ukraine and there is dessert ones. So often they'll have strawberries or raspberries, peach, different fruits in them and you boil them and then serve them. Some people still will eat them with some sour cream. I think sour cream is good with everything. 
Or you can just eat them on their own or you could, I don't know, dip them in like a little jelly or something. Oh, whatever. They're so yummy though. And I know it's sometimes hard to be open-minded and for some people, new foods is not a thing that you want to explore and that's fine. But if you're looking for some zest and some new things in your life, try some dessert pierogies. So that's been my day so far and kind of my week, just stewing in anxiety over appointments. But you know what? I'm 50% there. I just have my Friday doctor's appointment left, which unfortunately is at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And again, my fellow anxious folks probably know if something is not first thing in the morning, I cannot do anything else ahead of time. I'm going to be stewing in anxiety all day Friday over this freaking doctor's appointment. I had to clear the day. I have to take days off work my day job when I have appointments because I simply cannot function and do both. So that is going to be interesting. I think I'm going to call tomorrow night and check if they have like any last minute cancellations to see if I can get in sooner because I, I don't want to face that anxiety all day. Otherwise, not much going on though. One other thing I wanted to touch on before we get into my chat today, kind of pop culture related. And if you've been looking at the news lately, I'm sure you've maybe seen, if you follow any celebrity news, about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, I think, uh, Miss Queen of the North, their divorce announcement. I've also seen Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill announce a divorce. I just wanted to share my thoughts and feelings as a fellow divorcee on this topic. No, I'm not going to talk about team who and who. My point here is just the pain I cannot imagine these people going through facing something already so difficult and so deeply personal in the public eye where people are making TikToks and Instagrams as if they know these people. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong in this. It's just, I, I just can't fathom having your personal life on blast getting so many unwarranted opinions and criticism. It's just so fucking weird to me. It's weird and it's uncomfortable. And I've done a lot of thinking on parasocial relationships and boundaries within those since being a creator on here, setting boundaries for myself. And to me, things like that, where, you know, people are speculating beyond the statement that they shared, why? Why are we doing that? I, and I know, you know, people are like, oh, they're celebrities. They're fair game. I disagree. Maybe it's the empath in me, but humans are human. And I was in a lucky position where I'm just like little old me. Nobody, nobody cares. I did get some uncomfortable questions when people noticed that I was seemingly not married anymore. But, and, and my marriage was also before I kind of got bigger online per se. I don't know, a lot of you probably weren't around for that era of time. But I was able to skate by quietly without questions, without quote unquote speculation. Like it was just something I chose to not talk about and probably won't ever talk about a ton. I've talked personally with people in DMs who are also young and experiencing divorce and talking about that. But like openly, that's something really personal between me and another person who's no longer in my life. I just can't imagine having that all over the internet. Relationships in general, I think is something that as a, I hate the word creator, but as a human existing on the internet that I'm very wary to share about, even on my like little personal Facebook account there. I think that being somebody in the online space has showed me how much I almost don't want to be in the online space. And that's not to say I don't wants to be online because obviously I love, you guys know I love my podcast and I love connecting with y'all online, 
But I think it's just that I like having those boundaries. And I used to be an oversharer on my public platforms about personal relationships um, and whatnot in my life. And since putting up those boundaries, I just feel like I have such a healthier relationship with the internet and with all of y'all in what we can bond about and talk about and just sense of self and identity and being a human outside of my relationship as well. Anyhow, that's all I wanted to say on the matter is just to maybe think about things a little bit harder and think about what you're consuming because I've really been noticing this on TikTok lately. I'm so tempted to step back from TikTok entirely sometimes because the algorithm also does not does not it's not algorithming. Me and so many other creators that have over a hundred thousand followers on there, our videos will get a couple thousand views. Like what? Why is it not being pushed to everyone that follows us? Anyhow, I don't know, but TikTok scrolling just shows me how much it's either telling me about awful things happening in the world, celebrity news that's none of my business, or trying to push products that are quote unquote must-haves that are most definitely not in my budget and not a must-have. And I think it's just not a super healthy place for me to be. So we'll see if that transpires into anything. But I have set time limits for my TikTok and Instagram apps to make sure that I'm not getting lost in the sauce of scrolling. It's easy to get sucked in, but when you start questioning what you're seeing every scroll and using that not interested button, it really does help a little bit to curate your feed better. To me, I don't know, it's just eye-opening. It's something I've just been thinking about, the type of content that we consume and how that shapes our worldview, our personal view, all of these things are mind basically. And I've said it before, but I don't think it's healthy for us to be consuming hundreds or thousands of bits and bobs of different people's lives every single day on our phone. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love long form content. And I have been a long time podcast listener myself since, you know, 10 years ago in college when I was commuting back and forth from my hometown and popping on podcasts. I would much prefer to sit and consume one individual person's content for a longer period of time than to scroll on TikTok and every, you know, five, 10 seconds be absorbing someone else's life or all the trauma dumping, just so many layers. Anyhow, maybe some food for thought for you to ponder. But that is the little update on what's new with me, what I'm thinking about, what's going on. And now let's get into talking about how to romanticize your life. So as I was just saying with TikTok, we live in a very capitalistic world and that's the way our society is built to function right now. But I think it is really important to find joy and peace in the little things. And you guys know, if you listen and you follow here, my whole kind of shtick is slow living and taking a step back from consumption and finding ways to enjoy life, not overspending or focusing everything on materialistic things. There will be a few things we mentioned that cost money, but Anyhow, so is life, but I have noticed such an increase in my happiness and peace as a person trying to live below their means. I've been actively doing this for a few years now and I was so caught up, especially just like existing online in the latest fashion trends, even if it was, you know, upcycled, quilted, sustainable, whatever, whatever it might be, it gets so expensive and you're constantly chasing the next thing. And when I started, you know, doing the math, creating my budget, which I have a video on my Instagram and TikTok of how I create my budget sheet and being really aware of what's coming into my bank versus what's going out and mindfully living as if I make even less than I already do really helped me recenter where I find happiness and value in my life. And it's also showed me how much I was placing value on chasing things. 
And since shifting that mindset as well, I've learned again to live with less. So there's also less pressure that I have on myself to be working my ass to the bone, trying to make a dollar to order all of these things. I just am such a happier person since breaking free of that cycle. But when it comes to romanticizing your life and taking a step back from that consumerism mindset, it's all about appreciating the everyday tasks and seeking out special moments in the day, or as I like to call them, my pockets of peace. And I think that staying present is a really important part of thinking about romanticizing your life. And if, if you're like not even sure what I'm talking about romanticizing your life, I'm just meaning kind of pretending your life is a movie and making seemingly mundane moments like making your morning coffee or tea seem extra special and peaceful and a moment of just joy. It's important to stay grounded in these moments that we're carving out in our days where we're making ourselves feel special. And I just say that because there's so many people that romanticize their life by thinking, oh, well, one day I'll have this life. One day I'll do X, Y, and Z. And in that way, we're wishing away the present, which then turns from romanticizing your life to just daydreaming about possible futures, which is cool too. But I think there's just so many of us that have trouble living in the moment and I think this is a really helpful way to stay more grounded and focused on the present. Like I was saying, romanticizing your life is all about the attitude. It is a choice to have the frame of mind that your morning commute is an opportunity for joy. I know some of y'all are probably rolling your eyes, but really turning these moments of dread and mundane into something that you can appreciate is what makes the day-to-day more enjoyable. I'm going to talk about ways that I actually achieve that in a moment, but I just want to point out that this isn't something that's going to happen every day. Forced positivity isn't healthy either, but it's just something that you can keep in the back of your mind and be mindful about because having good intention behind things does make a difference. Mind over matter, there is truth in that saying. Living this way just helps me look forward to my days. It helps me look forward to the little things that often I haven't thought twice about that I'm just on autopilot for. Let's get into the ways that I do that because I know that's why y'all are here. One of my favorite ways to do this, and again, if you've been following on Instagram, you've probably seen me share some of these to my stories, but it's curating playlists for different parts of your day. I think this is so much fun because it just makes you feel like your life is a movie. So what do I mean by this? I personally have my 2000s shower playlist. I made a, what's it called? A collaborative playlist when I made it. So a bunch of y'all that are on my Instagram also were able to add songs to it. So we just have this awesome early 2000s shower jams playlist. It's my favorite to play when I'm in the shower and to just belt out the lyrics to Natasha Bedingfield songs like I'm in Easy A and feel like the main character of my day because I am. If y'all are on there, you probably also have seen my, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like my emo kid playlist, which was also a collaborative playlist that y'all helped me make. And it is just the best, most nostalgic playlist for anybody that had like an emo punk phase in the kind of mid 2000s, I guess. You can have these playlists for everything. So say, like I said, your morning commute, or maybe you have certain podcasts that you like to listen to on your morning commute. A lot of people probably already have this, but playlists for late night drives or easy Sunday morning, cooking in the kitchen. I don't know, maybe that one's like a fun jazzy vibe, maybe like music you don't usually listen to. Expanding your horizons to just have a playlist for 
every part of your day, every part of your day that you want to. There's just something special about having a soundtrack to your life. And I'm going to try and remember to link mine in the description here if anyone is interested in my early 2000s or emo kid playlist. I also have a divorced dad rock playlist. Like I said, music for every vibe. Next thing that I like to do, and this is why I said some things on this list do cost money, that's buying myself flowers because you need to be your own happiness too. We can't always rely on other people to do it for us. That being said, if you're somebody in a relationship or if you have a best friend that you really get on with or even just your parent, communicate, tell them, I love receiving flowers. It's going to make me so special if you surprise me with flowers every here and there. Set the expectation. Or like I said, go and do it yourself. Personally, me, I'm not picky. I love a grocery store flower more affordable, they're within the budget when I have it. You can still go to the little flower center and ask them to wrap it in the nice brown paper. It really just brings like a light to my life and my day. Even better if I split it into two vases and I have two in my living room and I feel like a little fairy princess. I'm like, oh, look at me and all my flowers. It doesn't matter if I bought them myself. Regardless, it brings me so much happiness having them in my environment and just uplifts things and makes me feel more special going about my day and appreciating them. You know, for a lot of people as well, they like to do like the eucalyptus in their shower, which you can often find at flower shops as well. Whatever it might be, get in your plants, your greenery, your flowers, just do it for yourself. If there's no one else that is there to do it or doing it, do it for yourself and still be so, so special and transform your day into more positive feelings. The next one that I want to talk about is taking more photos. It helps me so much in just remembering even the quote-unquote mundane days of my life. It kind of tricks our brain into finding the beauty in everyday things. Camera roll is full of pictures of my shoes in the fall leaves, my fruit with breakfast bumper stickers I like at red lights. It doesn't mean you have to post them just for you. It's for you to have and for you to look back on. Little albums in your phone it makes you feel special about your day. This morning, like I was saying, I was at the Eastern European Deli and I took a bunch of pictures of just different little areas and displays that looked really funky and fun. Andy packaging that I like. I love it. And now I'm always going to remember that today when I'm recording this on September 14th or whatever it is, that I went and had some delicious toffee Ukrainian candies. I also love to do this with my family and friends because as I've gotten older, find that I don't take as many pictures with people, especially now in the day and age of cell phones. You know, we used to have the film cameras or even the digital cameras and oh my god, the digital camera era. You would post a Facebook album titled like March 2007. It was just all your pictures from you and your gal pals having a sleepover, whatever it might be. Pictures used to just be so much more exciting and we would post an album with like 300 pictures. I know the Gen Zs are probably cringing right now. I, I am trying to get back to that. So when I go out for dinner with my mom, I ask myself, hey, can you take a picture of me and my mom? Whatever it is, just taking more pictures of myself and people in my life. And I think as you get older, you're really going to appreciate having more pictures as well to reflect back on of how you looked at that point in your life, how your friends and family looked at this point in their life. Because life really does pass in the blink of an eye. Even now, I'm someone that loves looking back on old pictures from different parts of my life. So be mindful of that and just take more pictures and videos in the now. Same with birthdays. I'm the person where 
I have so many videos on my phone of my friends and family's birthdays. I'm the one that's whipping out my phone camera and saying, okay, just one second. Whether I'm the one bringing the cake, singing someone happy birthday, we're at a restaurant. Oh my God, I have the best, sweetest video of my mom. We went to a Greek restaurant in my neighborhood for her birthday and they had her to a shot of vodka and smash a plate because... I don't know. I think that's a Greek tradition, I'm assuming, because Greek restaurant. And it was my mom's 60th birthday and it was just the funniest thing. And I, that's a video I'm so freaking happy to have and treasure. Take more photos and videos. You will appreciate it and it will make you feel, again, like main character syndrome. Like, yeah, my day's important. I'm going to take a picture of dinner at a restaurant, even if I'm not posting it. Who cares? Live your life and document it. My next tip per se, is to look at everything through a child's eye. Finding that joy and wonder in, again, the everyday things that we so often overlook. And becoming a, becoming a bird person, I know I sound nuts, has really made me aware of this as well because everywhere I go, I'm listening so much more carefully and I'm looking so much more carefully to see all the little critters hidden in the trees. I never took the time to notice and appreciate before, but now I find so much more beauty in the day today. That doesn't mean that you have to become a birder. Even just looking at the dog that's walking towards you in your neighborhood when you're out for a stroll with that childlike excitement of seeing a dog. As an adult, I know a lot of us are excited regardless. Let yourself Feel that joy and express that joy. Get excited for things like your favorite snack. Feel the magic of the grass under your feet and the sun on your skin. Just be more aware and present in your surroundings and appreciating the fuzzy feel of your favorite sweater that you just put on. The excitement of Friday night, the work week's done, staying up a little late to watch a movie. Try and stop taking the little things for granted and just feel a little bit more appreciative of them and you'll find that your days just feel better. The next one is to take your hobbies outside. Maybe you take your book that you're reading and you go read in a cafe. Or if you're not a people person, maybe you take your knitting project and you go sit at a little bench in the park and knit outside. Or maybe you put on your special perfume that you usually save for quote unquote special events, put on your favorite knit sweater and you go look around the bookstore. Whatever it might be, taking your hobbies and things that you enjoy into a new environment just brings like a special feeling to them. Again, just enhances the main character syndrome where you're like, yeah, I'm like that cool girl in the movie reading my book mysteriously in the cafe, drinking my little cappuccino. Am I gonna meet the love of my life here? Maybe. This has just been a big one for me. Even just going on my porch and getting outside and doing my coloring book there. Or I'll even just bring out a blanket and my AirPods and listen to my audiobook sitting on the porch and people watching. It really is the little things. Ooh, okay. This one is one that I hold very near and dear to my heart and that is making holidays special. Even if you're not celebrating with family, even if you're celebrating by yourself, last Christmas I was by myself all day. Well, I was with Boo. I wasn't with my family that day and my partner was working because he worked snowplow at the time. I still had a rootin' tootin' good time because attitude changes everything. And with holidays, I think as a child, if you were someone that grew up with a really positive mother figure, probably have really good memories of your childhood holidays. So that's Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, Easter, whatever it might be. Because the magic of holidays 
typically would come from the women in our family, our mothers, our grandmas, the matriarch. So growing into adulthood, I've learned, okay, well, if I want those holidays to still feel that way, aside from the time I go for dinner for Christmas at my mom's, I have to recreate that myself or again, communicate with, if you have partners or roommates in your life, communicate with them on what they can do to make it feel extra special for you as well. Because people aren't mind readers. Communication is so important. This shows up in a lot of different ways for me. So right now I'm already looking up on TikTok and practicing recipes for Thanksgiving of different dinner rolls that I wanna make, mac and cheeses, pumpkin loaf, which I just had my first flop of trying to make a pumpkin loaf. The recipe, it didn't have eggs or dairy to begin with. And I was like, mm, I don't know if this is the right one to try but trial and error. That's why I try now so that a month from now, I'll have the recipe perfected. Do the festive baking, get the special treats. I also love, y'all know, I love ambience, ambiance, tomato, tomato videos all the time, but especially around holidays on YouTube, typing in fall ambiance video or Christmas ambiance video, Halloween, whatever it might be, and so many options come up and just putting it on the big screen. Sometimes I'll mute it if I'm reading and don't want like the sound of rustling leaves or whatever it might be, some up music, or crank it up and feel the full vibes of it. But there's so many wonderful festive ones for holidays and they can be especially nice if you are by yourself and just want to make it a little special, feel a little bit less alone. Ambiance videos on YouTube are so wonderful for that. And again, even just day to day in, as we're talking about romanticizing your life, popping those on, feeling a little extra special, taking the time to make your environment just a little bit cozier. I also love cheesy festive activities, whether it's Easter, making pisanki, the Ukrainian Easter eggs, or with Christmas, being on my favorite Christmas movie while I wrap gifts. Right now, cozying up with my favorite blankets, my jelly cat bunnies, a tea, a fall candle, and a fall women's network movie. It's essentially making your life feel like a holiday Hallmark movie. And I love watching those, so that's why I think I am an expert in this field. Just make the holidays feel a little extra special. It's easy to get into the pity party of feeling, you know, lonely or hard, and holidays are hard for so many reasons, but Again, if you can muster a little bit of energy to mind over your matter yourself and make your day even 5% better, why not try? My next tip might sound kind of funny, but pretend like people care or pretend like people care more than they do. And what do I mean by that? And main character syndrome. On my Goodreads, I think I have about a hundred friends now, but even since I only had like five, I write full book reviews on Goodreads. I get like one or two likes. I don't care. I do it for me on the off chance that maybe somebody sees it and they do care. I'm pretending as if they do and that everyone wants to know my opinion on the book I just read. I'm also sharing my knitting creations with my friends and my family and sending them pictures and updates of my baking. Even if they don't care, I'm going to pretend like they do and I'm gonna share the things that I'm feeling joyful and happy about. Because if it's something that brings you joy, why not? Another important one I have written down, I know I'm kind of like bouncing from topic to topic, but I am literally reading from my journal of all the thoughts I've had from the past few weeks since this episode was suggested to me, jot it down. So the next one is to learn to enjoy being alone. If you think you're having a boring day or a sluggish week, take yourself on a little trip. I love to go journal at the beach, take a little blanket, go on a chilly, you know, Tuesday morning, and go hang out by yourself. This is, that one is specific to fall and winter for me and the off season when the beach is quiet. You know, that can look like a ton of things, whatever it might be to you. Take the pottery class that you've been wanting to take. Try and be more fulfilled and happy with your own company and give yourself 
things to look forward to that you can do with yourself. And with saying that too, again, going back to being present and enjoying the little things, something that I heard about online and have been making my own little list of is glimmers. And I think I first saw this on TikTok where people say a glimmer is the opposite of a trigger. So it's small moments of awe, those pockets of peace, a safe feeling that just calms your nervous system through the day. I have prepared a little list of my personal favorite glimmers that I've been noticing through the past couple months that I just keep in my notes app since I saw about this concept for the first time. Maybe this will give you some ideas and maybe you too can start in your journal or your notes app a little list of glimmers that you find in the day and it's a way to just ground yourself and remember to be appreciative of the little things. So my first one is getting into freshly washed bed sheets after an everything shower. No further explanation needed. If you know, you know. Falling asleep on a rainy car ride, especially when you were a kid. This one especially is good in August, and that is driving down a road lined with trees that perfectly hug the street. Bonus points with the leaves changing color. Smelling a campfire on a crisp night. Noticing a full moon in the daytime sky. The sigh of a dog when they lay down and finally get cozy after circling for minutes. Oh, I love this one. And that's seeing a wildflower filled natural lawn. Oh, see, I'm already getting more peaceful and happy just from talking about this. The next one is the sound of birds chirping after a rain shower. And the last one I have written down here is taking a shower after a long day at the beach on holiday and showering off and getting ready for dinner. I personally would love to hear what your glimmers are or if you can think of any because I'm always loving adding some to my list. I usually release like a reel or a post on Instagram the day that I release podcasts just so that people have a place to go comment. I think this would be a nice one for other people to be able to see and add to their list too. So Victoria in the future, <laughs> if you can remember, I'm going to try and make a little reel with a list of my glimmers and y'all can go and add yours in the comments. I think that will be really fun. We can all get ideas from one another to make our days just feel a little bit more special and appreciative. That's my little list on romanticizing your life and ways that I do. And I wanted to keep this real with just things that I do. I know there's probably much more involved lists out there or if you did some research. As always, I'm no professional. This is just my thoughts and feelings and how I live my life and you know, what maybe some of y'all will be able to relate to. Because if I've learned anything from the messages I get from y'all, it's that so many of us are on the exact same wavelength. Life's hard and it is just so nice to feel on the same page as other people. And I love this little community that we have here. I am very open to suggestions or things that I haven't thought of on ways that I can romanticize and appreciate my days and my life as well. That about wraps it up for what I had prepared for this episode. I know this was a little bit shorter than the last couple of episodes I've had. I know I was kind of around the 30 minute mark for a while, then branched off, had some longer episodes. I would also love to know if y'all have a preference on if you like the shorter or the longer episodes. I really don't know. And the statistics aren't statisticking. To be fully transparent, I don't really know how to read my analytics super well for my podcast. I see like total downloads per episode. I don't know how to check how long someone listened in, etc. And like, I don't really care. I'm going to make the episodes regardless, but I, I would appreciate your feedback so I know how much rambling y'all want to listen to per week. But I'm going to hopefully hop off and get this edited and scheduled to go up 
And it's about lunchtime for me right now. I don't know what I'm going to do for lunch yet. It's an area in my life I feel very stuck in right now and need to restructure easy to make foods because I'm somebody where I will just simply forget to eat otherwise until like 8 p.m. And then I suddenly am like, oh, I have a whole day's worth of eating to do in three hours. And wonder why my tummy has me up hurting at 2 a.m. Anyways. That's my life right now. I think I'm gonna go figure out the lunch situation and I don't know, I'm feeling a fall Women's Network movie. Again, tomato, tomato. I know it's like Hallmark Channel in the States. I'm, I'm dying to know actually if you're from the US and listen, because apparently the majority of my podcast listeners are from the US, which is wild because I'm not, but... I'm like so confused on the differences between Canada and the US. Do you guys have the Women's Network? I'm I'm like pretty sure it's exclusively Canadian and it's just called Hallmark Channel in the States. But here it's like not just Hallmark. Like there's Hallmark movies on it. But then we also have Women's Network stuff. I don't know. Anyways, I am a Southern Ontario girly. I live close to the States, but it never fails to amaze me the stark difference when you cross the border of everything between Canada and America. First of all, the vibe is so different, which speaking of, oh my God, Canada just released a travel advisory for queer people to the States. It's really scary. Like, are y'all okay down there? That's, that's scary. Basically telling Canadians that it is not safe if you're LGBTQ plus to travel to the States because of the different laws and politics that exist there and that you might not be able to safely be who you are. And that's really scary to me. Anywho, I have heard many Americans say that as soon as they cross the border into Canada, that they just feel safer. Which is interesting. And of course, in Canada, we have so many of our own nuances and issues and politics as well. I definitely noticed the difference. I don't go to the States very often ever. <laughs> I don't like to get political too much. I have not been across the border into the States since um, prior to the Trump administration. And I don't really care to. I don't really don't know. I don't know if my anxiety really jives with the current climate of the US, not weather-wise, although that's fucked everywhere. Oh my God, the end of the episodes are always so unhinged. But there is a noticeable difference of safety that us Canadians feel when we go to the States. No, I'm kind of generalizing. An interesting little story that one of my clients from my day job told me was her and her husband recently went on a trip to Vegas. They've never been before and they don't go to the States too often either, unless it's just, you know, cross-border shopping, which a lot of us Canadians do because, hello, Target. Cracker Barrel, Olive Garden. I want a freaking Disney World going across the border for the day. Except the dollar exchange rate is not it right now. Anywho, client and her husband went to Vegas and I'm honestly, as I'm recording this, I have no idea what the um, pew pew laws are in state to state. I don't want to say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, I don't, I don't want my podcast to get flagged. I don't know the rules. I'm new here. Anywho, they went to Vegas, they were walking around and they were just, you know, walking through the strip or whatever and i guess her husband and her like saw somebody lift his shirt up and had a a pew pew um like tucked into his pants and he the husband very alarmingly like pulled her aside and was like just let's let's go like let's get the frick out of here she told me that i was like oh my god like i don't know to me as a canadian i assume that it's the southern states that probably have the the more open uh carry laws i don't know the pew pew restrictions are 
wildly different up here. You cannot purchase over half of the PPUs up here that you can in the States. There's a rigorous process to be allowed to purchase any. Alone, care, like that is so just like buck wild to me. You have to alert someone here if you're even moving those items from your house to the range. Anyways, the regulations are just so scary down there. And one of my point is I'm trying to say is even when I have gone across the border, people that I know that have in you know the past decade, just the eerie feeling of being less safe in the States with all of the horrible things that are happening um, on the rise the past decade down there. Again, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You want to remember how I got circled into talking about the States. Uh, no, my brain's not connecting the dots here. Not the Women's Network. How did we get here? Do y'all call it? Oh my God. I got a treat this end of the episode, I tell you. This is a true stream of consciousness. <laughs> Anyhow, I am just here to say I'm sending a lot of love to all of y'all in the States, because I know it's a really stressful and difficult time for everyone everywhere, but just especially with the wild, wild politics back and forth in the States and, and people just making it unsafe for everyone to happily exist. And we're, we're definitely seeing more of that pop up in Canada as well. And there's, there's Canadians that have Trump flags, as if, like, do they know? that we live in Canada. <laughs> Anyways, it's a dumpster fire all around up here as well for our own political reasons too. None of us can even afford our groceries. But yeah, that, that's circle it back around to the fact that I'm gonna go watch a women's slash Hallmark fall movie and a Faye Farm. Oh my gosh, I think I'm due for a current favorites updated episode soon because I've been playing some new games on my Nintendo Switch and Faye Farm is the current obsession. Mind you, it's a full price game. It was a little pricey. I'd say wait for a sale, but that's my plan for the day. If you guys would like an updated current favorites, let me know. I don't know if it's something people actually care about or if we like the, the focused topics more, but I have a lot to talk about. So anyhow, my messages are always open on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Vic in the Meadow. It feels so weird to say that now, just cross the board username and you will have new episodes every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Some fun episodes coming up. I've got one that I want to talk about finding my personal style. October, we have a really fun one that I put together called Cycle Sinking Your Life, which if you're someone who was here a while ago, you would know that I used to work mostly full-time as a period educator and childbirth educator. So it is my wheelhouse. And I'm going to talk about how you can live in sync with your cycle in the different phases of the cycle. That's something to look forward to in October. I'm definitely going to have a special Halloween weekend episode talking about Halloween again. And yeah, there's just lots of fun things on the horizon. So I'm so grateful for all of you listening again. If you feel so inclined, share this with a friend, share it on your stories, helps get the word out there. Leave me a quick rating if you feel like it. Passive, I'm like, I don't want to pressure anyone into anything, but I would appreciate it. And I just hope that you all have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. Remember that you are so important. You are so loved. You are so valued and worthy. And I will see y'all next Sunday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.